Welcome to Marriage Sanctified. We are Tim and Janie. Thank you so much for joining us for episode two. Hey, I hope you all enjoyed episode one on what a biblical marriage is about. And if you need to contact us, please connect with us on social media. If you have any comments or anything, we'd love just to get with you and answer any questions you have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, babe, what do we got for episode two? Oh, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about commitment in marriage. Yes. I think it's pretty cool because, as you know, we're passionate about marriage. And so we follow and we read and we research all the latest trends, basically everything marriage. And so recently we were researching the top reasons why people get divorced. And the reason why we did that was because we figured if we can look at the top reasons why people are getting divorced now, we can use that as a place to go back and say, okay, how can we strengthen those areas that are causing divorce? So what did we find, Ben? Well, the first one, which was very shocking to me, was – Commitment, uh, lack of commitment yeah. in a marriage, uh, 73%. That was just really high. Yeah, so for 73% yeah. of the divorces, the number one reason for their divorce was lack of commitment. Here, and I always thought it was, which is the second one, was infidelity. Yeah. But number two was infidelity, and number three was too much conflict. And, and then the number four was four like was money problems, Money right? problems, yeah. financial problems, so, which is a normal thing. But for lack of commitment, just to hear that high percentage number it just was really shocking to me. No, I agree. I definitely think that we're seeing a little bit of things change since COVID. Yes. We've talked about this yes. before, yes. but I think, um, yeah, infidelity isn't isn't number one anymore. No, kind of shocking uh, it, and surprising. It is, but uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to define what the world says about commitment. Yeah. So, well, I uh, found a pretty funny. Uh, well, I don't know if it's funny. I found a, an interesting worldly definition yes. of commitment. It basically said that it's an engagement or an obligation that restricts your freedom of action or choice. Restrict. Yeah. Wow, that, so that's, if you look at commitment and marriage yeah, that yeah. way, yeah, that's pretty negative. I mean, if I, if I'm going to be committed to you, it's going to restrict my freedom. No. I, I just, you and I know that Christian marriage is not like that yeah. at all. If well, anything, right. it leads to freedom. Right, right. With God in it. Yeah. So that's the big thing. I mean, yeah. I think that's the big key right there. Yeah. A lot of people are probably having problems like that right now because they don't have God in their life to help them to get through this commitment. Yeah. So basically, you know? if I know that you're committed to me yes. and I'm committed to you, that you're going to see me at my worst. Right. I mean, you do live with me right. <laughs> and you have seen me, yes. you know, in, in some low places before. Right. And, right. um, you know what? You love me of and, course. and at my best, you love me. Right. And even at just the regular mediocre, you know, yes. nothing going on. You love me. Right. So right. to me, that, that leads me to be able to be transparent with you. Right. And so to me, that's actually leading to freedom, not restricting my freedom. Same here, same here. But So what does the Bible say in it when it comes to uh, commitment in the Bible? Well, I know that when we researched it, it said like the word commit or commitment is used 164 times in the Bible. 164 times. Yeah. To me, that's important in what God is telling us to do. I mean, you got to have commitment in your marriage. Plain and simple. Absolutely. I mean, even our relationship with him, it's all about commitment. And so I think that commitment in the Bible is all about obedience to God. Yes. And and you and I, we read a really uh, good story in the Bible about that. Well, first, let me read read this, uh, Luke. uh, Let me read real quick, uh, Luke uh, 14, uh, 27 verse. And it says, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Right. So that, that goes back to the obedience right, to God. Right. I mean, he's telling you right there, if you can't even commit to God right. and we do that through obedience, if right. you can't commit to God, you can't even be his disciple. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I want to be a disciple of God. Me too. So I don't know We're about called you guys. to be. We're yes. called to be. So yes. that means that we have to commit to God. Yes. And we right. can take that same concept and apply that to our marriage. Yeah. And then you were getting ready to talk about that there's a story in the Bible oh, yes. that kind of puts this all into perspective. I agree. Yes. Right. Hosea and Gomer. Yeah. The story Hosea. of Hosea yes. and Gomer. Yes. Uh, so Hosea was a prophet. Uh, back in Old Testament, yep. and uh, he God came to him and said, I want you to marry a permis- promiscuous woman and have children with her. Yeah. Well, he knew right then <laughs> yeah. and there, okay, God's asking me to do something really hard. Yes, Based yes. on this woman's you know, history right. and in her current behavior, right. he wants me to marry her. I am very likely to get hurt right. by her. Right. But out of obedience to God, God he right. does. He does. He does marry her. He committed that to God and said, okay, I'm going to listen to you. Yep. And he did. He, he did. marries her. They have a child. Right. Um, even the naming of their children right. is kind of interesting. That We'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. But the story is just fascinating. So he does that. And then, of course, she does hurt him. Right. She right. leaves him. She cheats on him. She leaves him. And then yeah. what does God tell Hosea to do? <laughs> go get her and bring her back into your house. Right. And that's yeah. hard to do. I mean, I know there's a lot of people going, oh, you know. Dealing my, with infidelity. Yeah. And if, you know what I mean? How do how do you commit to something that's so terrible? Right. I mean, that is a terrible thing in God's eyes. You know what yeah. I mean? So, well, yeah, it's a sin. But right. even though she had sinned, he said, I want you to go get your wife and bring her back. Yes. And so, out of again, his obedience to God, God. he has the strength right. to do what probably seems impossible or at least extremely hard to do. And he goes and he, and he, he buys her. She was actually put into slavery. slavery he buys right. her out of slavery. Right. He brings her home as his wife again. Uh, this, and we know there were some more kids involved. I'm right. not sure if they yeah. were from them or outside the marriage. Right. We can kind of assume, I think that maybe they were from outside the marriage, but still, you know, God told him, you are committed to me. You're obedient to me. And I am telling you to be committed to your wife and to bring her yes. home. Yes. And I just think that that's just fascinating. And, and what's really cool about this is that God used marriage, mm-hmm. you know, to to uh, to show the Israelites, yeah, that relationship I mean? right. between Him and them, right? Yeah, so, and how they weren't—they stepped away from God. They, did. they turned away from yeah, God, and God was upset about it. Didn't we read somewhere that um, that it that is like? I can't remember exactly, right. but there was something about that being how God sees it. God sees us as adulterous when we turn from him yes. and yes. we worship other idols. Right. And that's what right. was happening with the right. Israelites. Right. And that's why God said, you know what? That's why he told Hosea, he's like, uh, I want you to go get her. Yeah. No matter what, go get her, bring her back into your house and live with her again. And yeah. God did this, I think, to show his redemptive love. Right. I mean, of we course, can take the that. Israelites, right. Yeah, for the Israelites. Right. And then through this marriage. And, you know, that doesn't just apply, you know, to the Old Testament and people of the Old Testament. That applies to us. As children yes. of God, this applies to us, too. So mm-hmm. we can take that redemptive love that God has. Yes. We can do that with our relationship with God. And right. we can also do that within our marriage. Okay, so now that we've defined what commitment is basically by the world and then seen what the Bible has to say yes. about it, let's talk about what commitment looks like in marriage. Yeah, so there's two parts in, in commitment in marriage. Yeah, I agree. So uh, the first one is the initial. Right. That's uh, like when we say we're yeah. going to get married yes. or we commit to, okay, I'm going to marry you. You're right. going to marry me. Right. That's like the fun part when you agree. I know for us, that was the part where we shared all of our dreams and our goals and we planned our own wedding. Yes. So yes. we spent like a lot of time with each other doing that. So right. I agree. The initial commitment, that, that's the that first the, one. That was the fun part. Yeah, that's the fun part. <laughs> guess what? Number two, yeah. then comes the maintaining the commitment. Right. So this is day two yes. till death do us part. Yes. 
And that's what we're aiming for, right? right? right. So how do we maintain our commitment in our marriage? And so that's what this podcast, like, I'm sorry, this episode is going to be really talking about focusing on how you and I do that. Now, this is what works for us. This is what we know can work for you too. Um, But we just want to be open with you and let you know, like what we do to maintain that commitment in our marriage, that strong commitment. Yeah. So the first thing we do is we commit to God, right? you know, by obeying his commands. Yes. So uh, I'm going to... There's a couple uh, scriptures that I would like yeah. to read, if you don't mind, real yeah. quick. So the first one that we're going to go to is uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew uh, 22, verses 37 through 39, and it says, uh, "Jesus replied, Love your Lord with your God. Excuse me, love the Lord with God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first greatest commandment, and the second is like it: love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on to these two commandments." Right. So right there, in order to be committed to you, right. I had to be committed to God. Right. So if I'm not going to commit to obeying what God's word says, right. then how am I ever going to be able to commit to you? Exactly. So yeah, it shows that God really does want us to commit to him. And he says, and we are to love him with everything, with all our heart, right. mind, and our soul. And we are to love others just like him. Exactly. So in order for me to commit to you, I have to be able be willing to love God that way right. and to love you that way right. too. Right. The so. other verse I want to uh, is Proverbs eighteen one. Um, I'm sorry, it's Proverbs. I think sixteen three. Sixteen three. I'm sorry. Uh, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Right. So again, if we commit to Him, right. He's going to establish the plans in our marriage. I, I literally trust God oh. that much. Right. Yeah. Oh, watch out if we get bugs flying through here too. So <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, that guys. See, you never know what's going to happen here on the set. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess but, in our recording studio. <laughs> yeah, so it, it happens. But uh, but yes, yeah, so I I agree with that um, for sure. Okay, so the next thing will be to uh, you have to commit to no divorce. Right. So that is a big thing. I mean, too many too many times these days with marriages, people automatically use the D word. Yeah. They go straight to it. Sure do. And we know that God hates divorce. In yes. the word of God in Malachi, it says God yes. hates divorce. Right. So we always commit to no divorce. Again, it goes back to what I was saying before. If I know I'm committed to you and you know you're committed to me, then. Right. So we commit not to get divorced. Right. So the third thing would be a committed uh, love sacrificially. Right. I'm going to commit to love right. you no matter what. Right. Sacrificially. In other words, I'm going to put my selfish desires at the bottom of the list. Yes. You know, and when I'm doing something, making a decision um, that will affect you and the kids, I'm going to ask that question. Is this best for me or is this best for you right. and the kids? Right. And so that's what sacrificial love looks like. Right. So let me read Proverbs uh, 18.1. Yeah. If you don't mind real quick. Uh, an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Right. So right there, it ta- he even warns us, okay, the wisdom from the Bible in right, the Proverbs right, says, right. you know, don't do that. Right. So we, we know we need to be unselfish and we do that best. And by being unselfish is how we best sacrificially love one another. Perfect. All right. So what else do we commit to? So the next thing would be we commit uh, love unconditionally. Right. I mean, that is a big one. I mean, uh, so basically, even if you're not being loving, I'm committing to loving you. So if you are being sarcastic, I don't want to be sarcastic back. I mean, I may want to, but I choose not to be sarcastic. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do that. It's hard to sometimes put yourself, uh, put yourself last in front of your spouse. I mean, especially how you, how, how has your marriage been previously? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And just to go from this to this is very hard. Yeah, I agree. So, and loving um, unconditionally, I mean, that's the way God yeah, loves us. That's what we strive to to love each other that way, right, right. that agape, you know, divine love. Right. Um, I think that by loving unconditionally, it gives us um, a chance to really express those fruits of the Spirit, you know, that we get as Christians. We that's get the Holy Spirit thing. in us, right, right. and He gives us all those fruits, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, goodness, self-control, self right, faithfulness, right, all those things. Right. Um, by loving you unconditionally, I am free to just express those fruits of the spirit in the marriage. You know, I had a, I had a dream one night and I know, you know, you know, this we'll share it with them, but yeah. one night I just, you know, one of my many dreams that I have God talking to with me, the Holy spirit. And, uh, one day he just told me, he said, just love her. Yeah. I was like, just love her. What, is, what does that mean? It's funny that, you say that. Exactly what it means, what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, no matter what, unconditionally, you, I have to love you. And, you know, I guess now looking back, we could have taken that as like a, a warning. Right. <laughs> because right. you, you heard that from God right. right before a really difficult season that we just yeah. recently went through leading up to this. Right. Um, actually, just some health issues that I've been having with my eye, my right eye. And, um, and you were really called to just really be there for me and be uh, compassionate and just love me. Even though like I was going through a really hard time. It was, I mean, I, and I would get stressed because seeing you in pain, you know, that would affect me. And sometimes, you know, in the past, it was hard for me to love you even when I saw you in pain, because I was, I was more or less scared and it bothered me. Right. You know what I mean? But we have to put that aside and say, I have to love her all the time, no matter what, no matter how we're acting, no matter. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the next one's going to be committing to uh, persevere in your marriage. Yeah, perseverance definitely needed in a marriage. Yeah, so uh, let me read a Bible verse here, First uh, Peter 4, 8, and it says that, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah, that's for sure. It is. So I think one way that you and I really persevere in our marriage is we agree to forgive at yes. the beginning of conflict, yes, yes, right, yes. and we have and we extend a lot of mercy. Yes. Um, we used to hold on to stuff, you know, overnight. Next day, some of you guys may do that yourselves, but we've we've right. decided, you know, God's mercies are new each day. Our mercies to each other should be new each day too. Yeah. So, um, I think that's one way that we persevere through the hard times is um, we know when conflict comes, and it will that we're well, going to forgive each other yes. and we're going to extend grace to each other. We yeah. let grace fill those gaps. You know, Definitely. or maybe you might not be acting a certain way in my eyes, or I might not be acting a certain way in your eyes. That's you true. Know, that's what we do. That's How much do you think we persevere? Um, I would say uh, by uh, seeking outside help. For sure. You well, know, yeah, we do this marriage ministry. Right. Uh, we do this to help others, but it also helps us. It does. I mean, we, we love to stay intentional right. and committed to that. Right. So I think it's important for, we, we, we know that there are times in marriage where um, maybe you the wife or the husband or both, um, they want to keep everything private and they right. maybe have pride and they're right. too embarrassed to seek right. outside help, like counseling if you need it. Um, but mostly you won't even get to that point if you just have some marriage mentors in your life. That's, a, that's um, great. Yeah. That's really good. Hang I mean, out with other married couples, yes, you know, yes. help each other out. Right. Counselors. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, well, if you uh, get to that point, yeah. If you need it. Yeah, exactly. But, but otherwise um, fellowship with other, you know, have accountability partners. Right. I have a friend um, down in Florida right. that, you know, she's my accountability partner. Sometimes 
sometimes I'll say, you know, this is how I'm seeing things and, and, you know, call me out on it. You know, if there's a way that I can be a better wife and she will, and I know I can be free to talk to her about myself, not, not about you, but about myself and what I'm feeling. Um, and she does the same thing with me. So it's really good to have accountability partners too. Yeah. Same here. I mean, I got a couple of friends local here that, you know what I mean? That, Look out for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you need them in your life. Yeah. I mean, if not, your life can go yes. in a different direction. So, of course. Uh, I think also um, per, for persevering, one thing that can trip people up is expectations. And we talked yeah, about this the other night when ex- we taught our class. We talked about expectations. Expectations and on your spouse. Well, unmet you know? expectations. That's uh, yeah, where exactly, that, that's where it right. comes in right. is when you have these expectations. And I think a lot yeah. of times we talked about this in class too. A lot of times I may have an expectation of you, but right. I've never told you. It's, it's here. You, you kept it in. Yeah. It's in my mind. Right. But I didn't tell you that. You know, so I think, uh, one way is to definitely, you know, just always be open about your expectations. And I think that these change as we go through seasons in our marriage. I think our expectations of each other and of the marriage itself, um, also change. Adapt to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have (laughs) to adapt. You have to adapt. So, (laughs) okay. uh, So we know that there's a lot of ways that we could persevere. Uh, We could, we're definitely going to talk about that more in the future. We'll have podcasts on that. There's going to be a lot of stuff about this. So we're just giving you the basics right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll do a lot more, but, uh, the main thing too, is you also have to commit to serve God together. together. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you can never, uh, you have to have that outward focus. Right. Well, it takes, I mean? it takes the right. focus off of us, true. off our marriage. If we're serving the Lord and we're serving together, right. we, we are taking the focus off of us and off our right. marriage and we're serving him. And it's also an outward focus. Yeah. So do you have That's, a Bible verse? Yeah, on I do that? have one. It's, it's uh, first Peter again, this time it's four, uh, verse 10, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Yes, I agree. I think that's, uh, <laughs> nails it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so. Completely. But, uh, so yeah, I think, I think for you and I, a big part of our life and a big part of our marriage is us yes, serving together. We're is. doing this. This is serving the Lord. Um, but we don't just do this. You know, we do go out and we also help our church. We did like a, a prayer tent. This is not about us. Right. What I'm trying to say is that when we do serve, we try to serve together. And, and that just brings us together and too. And that's what God wants. He yeah. wants you to do it together. The oneness. Yeah. You know and I mean, back to that oneness. That part. unity. Exactly. I so. love growing in the Lord with you. I do. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> it's fun guys. And it, please, yes. if you, if maybe one one spouse is 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 doing it, and one spouse isn't. I would encourage that one spouse that's not doing it to get close to God because your marriage can be so fruitful. I agree. I mean, it's just so exciting to know what we have, what we have come through in our marriage, to where we at today, and it's just like, man, God has really blessed our marriage. I agree. You know, and he being, still is. He still is. And we're still working hard at it, though. Right. Too. So, so we're definitely aren't aren't to right. the point where <laughs> everything's all worked out and great. We know exactly. that that's that's just not realistic. So what would be the next step? Well, I think what we came up with, it's important to do a self-analysis of your commitment in your marriage. I think um, there's a couple questions we can ask ourselves. Um, Number one, is there anything that I'm more committed to than to my marriage? Oh, I know, I know. (laughs) What? How about a job? Yeah. Your career? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's. That's true. People put that I'm guilty of that in the past. I am. A hobby, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we hear that a lot in yeah. marriage. Like yeah. uh uh one of the spouse wants to be hanging out with the other, but the other one's too busy doing their hobby. Exactly. Yeah. They do a lot. <laughs> yeah. So And another question to ask is is there any one that I'm more committed to than my spouse? Friends. Right. Family. Yep. I mean coworkers. Coworkers. Your boss. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're putting all those first, I mean, that's, that's where the problem is. Yep. Yep. So know. those are two questions you right. can honestly, you know, to do like an inventory right. of your commitment and your marriage, you can ask yourself those two questions. Think about where you're spending your time, yes. where you're spending your efforts. Yes. And, um, and if anything seems to be in, ahead of your, spouse, of your spouse, right? I mean, there's a pecking right. order, right? There is, there is a pecking order. I mean, so this is what you do. You got to remember God, our father, your spouse, your children, and then so on and so on and so on. Everything and every, Everything. everyone else. Does but that include church? It includes church. It includes church too. Yeah. But if you don't have God first and your spouse second, and then your children, then your, your pecking order is out of order right, <laughs> pretty right. much. Yeah. So, and I don't mean that. I mean, right. Church is, is a is is a great place to go, right. but sometimes, like for us who who serve in the church, yes. sometimes yeah. you know you can get carried away and even put that above your spouse. You can. So you it's can. just being taking an honest inventory of of these things. Right. What right. what are you giving your time and your efforts to? Yeah. So that would bring us to the next thing. So what what is uh, uh what hinders you from staying committed in your marriage. Right. Okay. So, so I know there's all kinds of hindrances. Yes. I think, um, what, for, what, 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 what are some, maybe there's a trigger. Right. Okay. So yeah. let's go with that. Okay. So triggers for sure. Um, it could be stress. Oh yeah. It could be time. being busy, yeah. a crazy schedule, uh, just a really busy season right now. Um, there's all kinds of triggers, I think. Extended family. Oh yeah. You know, having yeah. <laughs> your kids, your kids, you're yeah. having conflict with your kids, yeah. maybe having a disciplinary yeah. problem. I mean, that for sure can be a trigger that could, that could help you all of a sudden, you know, you're having an issue with your kid. Right. Um, you could be focusing so much time on that, that you're neglecting your spouse. Yeah. And we love our kids. We're called to discipline and, and love our kids and raise them to love the Lord. Yeah. But at sure. the same time, we can't do that, you know, in lieu of, yeah. of, our spouse. I agree. How about uh, addictions? For sure. That's that's a real big one. Yeah. You know, we hear that in a lot of uh, marriages. Could and, be the substance abuse. Right. Um, could be uh, pornography. Right. You could be addicted to pornography. You could be addicted to your work. Oh, that was me for that, a was number you. of years. Yeah, yeah, I always had work took took precedence over you for right. sure, and so, that was wrong. And we, we both were in the same. You know, when I was doing the same thing. You know, my yeah. my career. That was definitely a hindrance for me. Sometimes I actually um, would feel like I was definitely more committed to my job than you, especially if you and I were going through a time of testing. I I could leave the house and go work for hours, and instead of addressing you and the conflict in a healthy way, I would run away and go work. Run away and hide. Yep. That's what a lot of people do. We've done it, so we know firsthand. You know what I mean? How um, How about selfishness? For sure. That's a big one. <laughs> selfish yeah. desires. Our selfish de- yeah. desires are the number one cause for marital conflicts. It is. So it I is. think that's definitely a hindrance. Yeah. yeah. If I'm, if, if commitment looks like me putting my desires beneath yours right. last, let's just say, um, then for sure that's, that would be a hindrance. If yeah. I'm putting my selfish desires first, that's a hindrance on my commitment. To you me. know, I look back and for many years, you know, I was selfish you know what I mean? I did all the above, the, the top the, you know, the questions that we asked. You know what I mean? What are we more committed to? We both, and we both done it. Yes. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of you can reflect on this, that, uh, you know, being selfish, you know, me wanting certain things over you or yeah. over the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I finally had to put an end to that. You know? And for me, it was my time. I was definitely yeah. selfish with my time. Right. I mean, that's, that was, that was it. My You're time. Busy. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have a life to live and, Right. But we got to know what's most important in our life right absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so how about, uh, another one was about, how about blaming your spouse? Oh, yeah, the blame game. The blame game, there you go. In other so. words, I can't commit or be fully committed to stay in this yeah. marriage because you're not acting a certain way. 
that I think you should ask. Right. 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 So I think we hear that a lot too. Um, You know, we will say, are you committed to making this marriage work? Are you committed to your spouse? Oh, I would be if he would do this, or I would be if she would say this, or if she acted this way, or, or if she did this. And I just think, again, that comes back to that unconditional love, but um, it can be, it can definitely be a hindrance. And just remember this, these are all lies from the enemy. Yes. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. This is not a lie from God. This is all from the devil himself. And we need our Lord and Savior to help us get through all this. Yes, you absolutely so, can yeah. commit to your marriage yeah. in this way, in the way that we've talked about in this episode. Yes. You can commit to God that way. You can commit to your spouse that way. And anything or anyone that tells you you can't, it's just a lie. Yep. So thank you for joining us today. That is all that we have. We hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, We'll be back next week yes. with all new content. Yes, we will. So please... Um, Don't forget to subscribe and hit like on this video and leave a comment below because we would love to interact with you. What do you think, babe? All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you.